All right, Joron. Thank you so much for joining us and joining us this very early morning and taking out time time for this. Uh, briefly, if you can let us know a little bit more about you, so that people can know know the real Jono a little more better. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I'll, I'll dive straight into this, right? Because I, I usually spend about 10, 15 minutes telling this story, you know, and I know this podcast is 10, 15 minutes. So I'm going to summarize it super quick. Long story short, my background is in fitness. I used to run a, a fitness boot camp and I used to suck at it, right? I was at a, a franchise, Vichelle. There were 75 different boot camp locations across Australia and New Zealand, and you were ranked on how good you were. One being the best. 75 being the worst. Take a guess what you think I was ranked when I started off. I have no guess. One? <laughs> I wish. I was 75. I was dead last, right? Um, but I, So I was really, really bad at running a boot camp, but I really loved it. And I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm going to apply myself. So applied myself, you know, did a heap of um, extra courses, did some home study, worked hard, you know, did all the right things. Long story short, in 12 months time, I was able to go from being ranked 75th to number one. All right. And I started wow. up another boot camp as well. So, and it was, it was pretty cool. And then other, other fitness trainers started to ask me, Jono, how are you doing this? You know, how are you getting so many people? What workouts are you doing? What sales are you doing? What marketing are you doing? Yada, yada, yada. And I'd basically say, yeah, no dramas. Just go and do these 10 different courses, watch these hundred different YouTube videos and you know, you'll be right. <laughs> and no one would do it. And I was like, okay, you know what? I think I need to put together a course because firstly, I can collate everything in a specific way that works for boot camp people. And I can throw out all the stuff you don't need and just include the stuff you, you really, really do need. So long story short, created that online course. And I was like, okay, you know, it's just going to be a thing on the side. You know, I'm still going to run my fitness boot camp. This thing's on the side. If anyone asks for me, great, here you go. You know, off you go, go and do it. Um, but I'm going to focus on my fitness boot camp. All right. And actually, that's a big reason why I wanted it to be online as well, because I was tossing up. I was like, should I run a workshop, you know, a face-to-face -face workshop, or yeah. should I run an online course? And I did the math in my head, and I'm like, well, I'm already working like 80 hours a week on my fitness boot camp, so I don't really <laughs> want to give up my Sundays for a face-to-face -face one. And I also thought a face-to-face -face one, what if no one comes, you know? I've got to rent out a venue and no one comes, or worse still. I rent out a venue and only one person comes and I need to run a freaking course for one person, you know, <laughs> whereas if it's online, I do it. Even if no one buys, eh, I haven't lost anything. So put together an online course, long story short, that started to get really, really popular. That got busier than my fitness boot camp. So got rid of my fitness boot camp and then focused a hundred percent on the, the online courses and, you know, built that to a quite a significant business. So I'm running it now. Uh, these online courses for fitness professionals. I've got, I think, 30, 40, 50 different online courses. Wow. I'll sell maybe 150, 200 courses a month, uh, close to about a million dollars a year in revenue I'm, I'm generating wow. there. So pretty comfortable in the online course space. And now I've just started up a new Facebook group to help other course creators on that journey because as I'm sure you can imagine over these five or six years, I've, I've made a lot of money, but I've lost a lot of money and I've uh, yeah. done some good things and I've made some mistakes. So I want to, you know, help people uh, help guide them so they don't have to spend as long as what I did or waste as much money as what I did. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. Amazing. Amazing. So Jono, can you tell us what it really takes to launch and sell an online course? I mean, you are doing 30 or 40 of them. So I'm pretty sure that uh, you know it all. 
Yes, yes. Okay. So good question. So I'm assuming here we're talking about someone starting their first online course. Is that yeah. correct? Okay, cool. So there's a few things going on here. Now, let me think of the best way to simplify this. I'm just going to blurt it all out and we can, you can ask questions and we can summarize if needs be. But essentially, the first thing we need is a course that somebody wants, right? That's probably the biggest mistake people make <laughs> is they'll put together a course, but nobody wants that course, right? And like, I might think it's a good course. I might think I'm good at what I do. But if the market doesn't want it, doesn't matter how good I think I am at what I do, right? So the first thing we need to do is, is some sort of validation, right? Now, there's many different ways it can be done, but simplified version, if we use myself as an example, when I put together these courses for fitness professionals, I knew it would sell because I'd been to like 10 of those courses in that year, you know? So, <laughs> and every course I went to, there were 20, 30 other fitness trainers in there as well. So it's not like I was creating something out of nowhere. I was like, hey, personal trainers do, on, do courses. They upskill themselves. Yeah. There's you know, 50, 60,000 personal trainers in Australia. And also the other thing as well, because I know the industry, you need to do courses in Australia to keep your registration. If you don't well, do a course yeah. every year, you use your, lose your certification. So because of that, I know that my course was validated. I know, hey, if my course is, if, if, I, can, if I can get a good course together and I can show people they're going to buy it, right? But I needed to know that stuff first because a lot of people don't do that. They put together a bad course. And if your course is not a bad course, sorry, a course that hasn't been validated or a course that a market doesn't want, doesn't matter how good your sales and marketing is. If nobody wants that course, nobody's going to buy it. No matter how yeah. slick of a salesperson you are, no matter how much uh, people you have there. So that's the first thing, the validation. And just some, I'll give some little tips for people listening to that. What you can simply do is just search the market, right? go out and, and see, all right, cool. You know, this is a course I'm thinking of putting together. Does anyone else have something similar? Okay, does that person, is that person selling it? Do they have followers? Are people asking questions? Okay, cool. Looks like there's, there's stuff, some stuff going on. But also you can just ask people, you know, before you go and even put that course together, just do a bit of research, you know? Let's say I'm putting a course together for fitness trainers. I might just go and speak to 20 fitness trainers, you know? Hey guys, look, I'm thinking of putting together a course. It's gonna be on helping you grow your boot camp it's probably going to include this sort of stuff here. Is this what you'd be interested in? If, if so, great. What would you pay for it? If not, okay, what would you want to see in there? Okay, what would you pay for that? And if you speak to, you know, enough people, you'll sort of get an indication whether your thing's going to fly or not. Once again, it's not perfect, right? But we're just doing things to stack the box in our favor. If there's people already selling something similar and you can offer something slightly different, you know, you speak to people that are already in that target market, they say, oh yeah, I'd, I'd be somewhat interested in that. You know, you've got some sort of validation there, right? But in saying that, your course isn't really validated until someone's paid you for it, right? Absolutely. I can speak to I can speak to a hundred people, right? Especially if they and especially if they're friends of mine, they probably just don't want to offend me. You know, they'll tell me they'll <laughs> they'll buy it. That happened in my fitness day when I was doing my qualification. Everyone's like, "Yeah, tell me once you're registered, we'll definitely train with you." And then not one of them when I started my boot camp started training, right? So you know, you can do all the research, right? And do a bit of research, but don't go over the top on it because, like, or should I say? Do your research, know what's going on, but know that that's only going to get you so far, right? You can do all the research. People can tell you they're going to buy it. Other people can be buying it, yada, yada, yada. It's not validated until someone gives you money, right? Absolutely. So what I recommend doing is, and this is a shortened version, right? But if you're going to launch an online course, don't launch the online course, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what, I recommend in, what I recommend instead is launch an online program. So awesome. what I mean by that, don't put together a five module course 
done for your course and try and sell that, put together a five week program that starts on the 1st of November and try and sell that or don't try and sell that five week program. Okay. The content will be exactly the same, right? You're just going to drip a module a week, every week for five weeks. Right? So it's, it is essentially going to be an online course, but the reason we do it like this, there's many different reasons, but the, the major reason is we're validating it. All right. Cause let me give you an example visual. Let's say I spend a few weeks doing some market research. I'm like, all right, great. You know, I know the product, I know the audience, you know, I'm going to put a five week program together. It's going to kick off on the 1st of November. I've got a month to market it. You know, I work my ass off for a month. You know, I do my sales, do my marketing. If I don't make any sales, right? That's a good thing because it's like, okay, I didn't make any sales. It means no one wants this freaking thing. Thank God I didn't spend months or years putting this course together because that's yeah. what most people do. They spend months yeah. or years putting together a course and then they're sort of committed, you know, and they're like, well, I've spent all this time. I can't give it up now, yada, yada, yada. But at least if you sell it as a program first, you can, and you can stop it at any point. If after, even if you gave yourself a month of marketing and after two weeks, you're like, this isn't going to sell. That's fine. You don't have to go through with it because no one bought it, right? You haven't done any work. You just spent two, two weeks. You're like, okay, this didn't work. Let me try something else. Okay. So that's the, the first part of it there, right? It's like, okay, you know, don't, don't sell the thing and or don't create the thing until you've solved it, right? Sell it as a program first. It's just way easier, but there's a step before that as well. You need people to sell it to right? Or you need people to at least speak to. You can put together the best course in the world. If you've got no traffic going there, it means nothing. An example I use, I, I know India is a popular country, right? There's is there a billion people in India. You got a billion there or? Yes. Billion. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Australia, we're a big country. We're bigger than India, but we've only got like 20 million people in there, you know, whole country. <laughs> That's one city, right? How many people in Mumbai? 20 million? 84. 84. Yeah, there you go. You know, so, so in Australia, right? Our whole country, you know, the, the the whole of Mumbai is bigger than our is three times twenty forty sixty is four times as four big times as, four times as big as our country, right? But one thing we've got in Australia that you don't have in India is desert, right? The middle of Australia, no one freaking lives there. No one lives there. No one drives there. You can't live there, right? Now, if I was going to open up a restaurant there, even if it was the best restaurant in the world nobody's going to know about it because nobody goes there, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with, with online. You can put together the best course. No one knows about it. You're not going to make any sales, no matter how good you are, no matter how good your course is, right? Yeah. So that's the other thing is then building an audience, right? So it's like build your audience, okay? Then you've got people to, to market to there. And, it's, and they sort of work together, right? As you're doing your, your market research, you should be adding people. You should be connecting with people, following people, messaging people, joining groups, yada, 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 you know, so they should sort of work together, but simplified version. That's what I recommend. You want to create a course, don't create a course, um, create a program, right. And then build your audience and then sell that program to your audience. If they don't buy it all good, you know, maybe slightly tweak the program, maybe put it a little bit different, or maybe you just need to build your audience a bit more. Totally cool. Uh, you do sell the program. Great. You know, now you've sold your five week program, just hit record on that. And then at the end of the five weeks, now you've got your online course and you're off to the races. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Jonah, if you can tell us that what is the hardest part uh, that, that you went through and how you overcame that. So yes. in your experience, you're doing it since last six years. So yep, yep. what was the hardest part for you? Good question. For me, I'm going to say money, to be honest. 
I'm going to say, because I spent a lot of money to learn what I learned, you know, courses, okay. mentors, uh, conventions, conferences, and, you know, I'd say hundreds of thousands of dollars I've spent oh. over the last few years on, on education, right? And that's fine. I've made it way back, right? I made close to a million dollars a year now, you know? So it's like, you know, the, 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 it, it was worth the investment for sure. But when I wasn't making a million dollars a year, right? When I was, uh, and early on, and I guess it was sort of like um, for myself anyway, I had my fitness boot camp anyway. So like the online courses was like a passive income, right? And I was maybe making $5,000 a month passive income, which is pretty good, right? I think at, at, you know, I was in my 20s, $5,000, pretty good. So because of that, I could reinvest that into the business, right? But it was still hard. It was still being like, man, I've got this $5,000 that I got for doing pretty much nothing. And now I have to give it to this guru to show me how to do Facebook ads, you know? And the next month I need to give it to this guru to build a website for me. And then the next month I need to give it to this. So, you know, I'm glad I did, but still every time you have to hand over money, it hurts, right? Because for every time it worked for me, it also didn't work for me. The amount of times I've given someone $5,000 and got a zero ROI, you know? So for me personally, I would say that's the hardest part is yeah investing my money on education so how you overcame that i mean that is more important now yeah yeah that is true so let me think huh you know what i don't really have a good answer for that i guess i was lucky in a for me i just wanted it more than anything really i was like okay you know i, so I really really thing. want this I, I did it first time i paid a mentor five thousand dollars the hardest thing i ever did um and he just stopped working with me halfway through and ran off right so yeah 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 but i was so determined and i was like you know what i need to learn this facebook ads thing right paid another guy five thousand dollars the next month um but but it was a good learning experience because i was like hey i paid someone five thousand dollars last month he ran off after two weeks show me your reviews show me your testimonials send me an email with the proposal if i don't get results are you giving me your money back right and was able to it was a good like even though i lost five thousand dollars that's probably the most valuable lesson i've learned in my life right so lucky enough i did it again i so i spent it a valuable lesson but i didn't well i, I did learn from it i was gonna say i didn't learn from it because i just gave another idiot thousand the next month but the second one actually worked you know and i got an immediate roi from that and then i was sort of off to the and then just yeah just basically that i guess i, I don't have a real answer i just wanted it and i could see value and i just went at it and I guess I, I did it the first time and didn't succeed. So I learned from that and then did it the next time a bit smarter. That's the best answer I can give there. Awesome. Awesome. So, Jono, what is the trend that you're currently seeing in the space of online education? And Ooh. where do you think it is going? Yes. Okay. Good question. Because there's so many different trends, right? The number one trend is that everyone wants an online course, right? Especially with COVID, you know, people being more, more open. So a lot of online courses getting there on the market. There's a couple trends I see. One of the trends is high ticket, right? So there's a lot of high ticket coaches out there will charge $20,000 for their program, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of money. Um, but not all of them are worth $20,000, right? But they'll, cause, cause also like they'll say, Hey, you know, I charge $20,000, but hey, I make a million dollars a year. You know, I'll show you how to make a million dollars a year. But they make a million dollars a year because you're $20,000, you know? They, they, they get four clients paying them $20,000. $20, there's, their, there's their million dollars a year, you know? So 
uh, that's that's a trend I'm I'm seeing a lot of, and they tell you the same thing. They're like, hey, charge what you're worth, charge twenty thousand dollars, you know, and then go and get four people, and you know, then you're going to make a million dollars. So that's a, a trend I'm seeing there. And and look, there are some programs that are worth twenty thousand uh, dollars. there are that aren't, but it is a trend I'm seeing. So that's just something I'd be careful of if you are. Um, you know, if you are looking to invest in a mentor, do a bit of homework there as well and, and make sure that, that they're good. Um, another trend I'm seeing is the opposite side of things, which is membership sites, right? So a lot of people are going the other way. Hey, I want to get a course and I want to sell it at least for $1,000. You know, I'm an expert at what I do. I got 5, 10, 15, 20 years experience. I'm not selling it for less than $1,000. And I'll tell you a story, actually. I uh, went on it. Do you have Tinder in India? Do you have that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, cool, cool. So I went on a Tinder date a couple of weeks ago with a yoga instructor and she wanted to put on and an, 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 put together an online course, right? And I was telling her about my friend who's got an online yoga course on Udemy, right? My uh, friend sells it for $10 on Udemy, right? But she sells a thousand of them, okay? Now I'm not good with math, but I think that's $10,000 a month, right? Yeah. And um, I didn't t- I didn't tell the other the, my Tinder date that though I was like hey she sells it for ten bucks, and my Tinder date was like really that must be such a bad course ten bucks I would never sell a course for ten bucks you know it's got to be at least a thousand dollars and I'm like yeah it depends how you look at it right this person's making ten thousand off that ten dollar course this person's making ten thousand dollars a um a month doing absolutely nothing that's fine you can charge a thousand dollars. But are you going to get 10 people paying you a thousand? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, right? But you can't just say because it's worth X amount of dollars that it's not a good course because when it comes to online courses, self-paced online courses, it's the same whether I sell one course or whether I sell a million courses, the work is the same, zero. Once I've put it together, doesn't matter. I want to get it to as many people as possible. So it's like, <laughs> let's find that price point where I can make as much money as possible and it might not be the highest one, right? So another trend I'm seeing is membership sites. So instead of someone getting a course and paying three, four, five, six, seven thousand dollars, uh, they might say, "Here's my membership site. It's twenty, thirty, forty, fifty bucks a month. Cancel any time, right?" And they may get five hundred, a thousand people in there, right? Now my maths is rubbish again, but what's a thousand people at five thousand at fifty bucks a head? Is that fifty thousand a month? Yes. Yeah, there you go. You know, so that's another option there. You know, you want to make fifty thousand dollars a month? Hey, you know, get your membership site, fifty bucks a month, thousand people. There you go. You know, and it's like the advantage of the membership site is it's sort of less expectancy, right? If I pay you twenty thousand dollars for a course, I expect so much from you. Yes. If I pay you fifty bucks, eh, I'm probably not even going to notice it come out of my account. You know, <laughs> I'm probably not going to mind if you if you spend a week, a couple of days replying to my email. You know. But if I paid you $20,000, I want to DM that day back. So yeah, there are a couple of trends I'm seeing. Awesome. So um, we're coming to an end of it. And as the last question, if you would like to give an advice to people who are just starting this out or even um, professional educators who were into as a teacher or now moving to the online space, uh, what is the advice that you would like to give to them? Okay, cool. So I'd give both of those two completely different advice. So let me start with the teacher. So, okay. And this is what I see with a lot of teachers, a lot of experts at at what they do is they really value their content because they're good at what they do. They're good teachers. They've got good content. That's great. And that that's important. You need that as like a base, but if you don't have sales and marketing, doesn't matter how good you are, you're not selling anything. Right. And this is what I find with most trainers, most teachers that I speak to 
when I ask them, all right, cool, you know, run me through what's the strategy for selling more of your courses? What's your marketing strategy? They'll just tell me about the course and how good the course is, right? Which it is good. I'm, I'm sure it is, but you need to focus on the sales and marketing as well. Uh, and also the advice for, for the teachers and the experts as well is you may have like, don't, don't feel bad about charging less for your online course because usually experts, especially if they charge per hour, like a coach, they've got to charge as much as possible, even in the fitness space, right? Let's say if I was a one-on-one -on -one personal trainer, training one person at a time, it's important that I charge as much as I possibly can because my time is limited, right? If I'm going to give up my hour to you, I want to make every dollar as high as possible. But in the online course space, it doesn't work like that, right? Because even if I charge a hundred bucks an hour, right? Even more, there's probably professionals listening to this that charge 300 bucks an hour for their service. That's fine. You know, you might have to sell your course for a hundred bucks, right? That took you three months to put together. But you know, if you can sell, uh, you're selling these courses on tap, even if you don't go to work, you can make thousands of dollars a day, tens of thousands of dollars a day, depending on the course without you doing anything, if it's at that, that cheaper price point. So, and I'm not saying it has to be cheaper, but I'm just throwing, throwing something I see to experts out there where if it's an online course and you sell it and you don't need to do any work, that's completely different to charging for your time. So charge appropriately and you'll be better off financially for it. Um, and I'll even expand on that a little bit. You know, I was speaking to someone because my major course costs $500, right? My signature course costs $500. And I was speaking to someone, they're like, why don't you charge $1,000 for it? And I'm like, well, quite simple. I would make less money. And they're like, but don't you value what you do? You know, like you, now you're just valuing yourself at $500. And I'm like, well, not really. I'm valuing myself as a million dollars a year because by charging that at $500, I'm making a million dollars a year. So you can value yourself as a $1,000 a course person. I'll value myself as a million dollar a year person, you know? So that's one thing there. Um, now for people that are starting off and just thinking of getting to the online course space, what I would suggest here, this is a system I use. It can get super, super overwhelming, right? So here's the easiest way to get started. And it's simply this start with a membership program, membership site. Okay. It's something, whatever it is, 50, but between 20 and a hundred bucks a month. And I'm even going to say 20 bucks a month because usually people starting off, they're not confident and they're bad at sales and marketing. So you may have to start off a little bit cheaper, but don't worry. You can increase as you go. Let's just say 20 bucks a month, right? Let's say you, Vishal, let's say you're like, John, I want to put together a course. You know, what's my first step? What I would say to you is, all right, your first step is you now have a membership site. It's 20 bucks a month. Cancel any time. Okay. Okay. Go off and start selling it. That's all you need. Okay. And we can go a bit deeper there, but you know, you can, in literally a couple hours, you can download everything you need. Go and uh, register for a free Thinkific account. All right. Or not free. Go. Yeah. You can either register for a, a free Thinkific account and then just use a PayPal reoccurring link to, to charge people. Or you can use New Zenla, which is in beta at the moment, which allows you to, to take membership, you know, monthly payments, but much of a muchness, right? You need a platform. I'm even just going to say Thinkific to keep it easy. This is what you need to do. Go on Thinkific, register for their free plan, go on PayPal, get a reoccurring payment link, which is 20 bucks a month, cancel anytime. You now start selling it visual. All right. That's all you need to get started. You don't need one PowerPoint. You don't need anything. Uh, and your membership program is essentially this. Uh, if someone signs up, they get a weekly webinar with you every 7am, every Wednesday morning, they get an hour with you, Vishal, you give a, a group coaching session, a presentation, uh, they can hang around after and have Q and A's. And if they can't make it live, they get access to the replay. And they also get access to every course you've ever created. Now you haven't created any courses yet, right? But that's fine. Because as you use this, this process, 
you might say, all right, every month I'm going to create a different course, right? This month is Facebook. This month is Instagram, yada, 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 right? So by that there, you, you can now just start selling straight away without worrying about having any content. You're now regular creating content because every week you're putting together an, an hour webinar there and you're getting paid to do it as you go and people will buy it because if you can't sell a 20 buck membership, you know, something's wrong with either something, something's wrong there. You know, if you can't sell a 20 buck one, you have zero chance in selling a thousand buck one. So, you know, start there, make a few sales, make yourself confident. Great. Increase it to 50 bucks. Now, all of a sudden, even if you just did that, all right, 50 bucks a month, cancel any time. Most people might stay for a year. You've now basically got a 600 buck course. And you've also got, if you've done, let's say you do that for a year, for example, now you've got 12 different courses, all right? You got the option. Hey, each one of these courses is 500 bucks or you do my membership for 50 bucks a month, cancel any time. But yeah, that's my suggestion there. Wow. Thank you so much. I will definitely try out that one. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jono. Thank you for taking our time and sharing so much valuable insights. Anything, any last thing that you would like to close on? No, I think, um, you know, you're listening to this podcast, so you, you value, you know, education, you value the, the digital side of things. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. I, my surname is Greek, so I'm not going to spell it out. You, it's, it's worse than Indian names, Greek ones, you know, they're just so hard to, to pronounce. But, you know, you can join my, if you're interested in the course creation side of things, feel free to join my Facebook group. It's called the Course Creator Community. And yeah, Everyone in there is super supportive. We all share tips and ideas. I answer all the questions. So feel free to join. Thank you, Jono. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Vishal.